0: going on everyone and welcome to the progress on purpose podcast. This is a podcast where we believe in intentional purposeful living. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think, behave and move towards a goal. We believe that what we say, think and do governs our ability to progress on purpose. Thank you so much for joining into episode number four of the show in its first season entitled The Winning Season. In this season, we will be discussing what it takes to prepare for and walk in your winning season or what is known to be the greatest season of your life. And today, I have a special guest, my dear friend and brother, Pierre Lamar Johnson, who's joining us to drop some gems on what winning looks like to him, how he enters into his winning season and the importance of practicing the win so i hope that you have some napkins handy because this episode is going to be a full meal But before we get into the interview, I would like to do our people popping out segment. This is the segment of the show where we highlight, celebrate, and give kudos to people in the media, whether that be mainstream or on social media, who are living intentionally to make progress towards their goals. This week, I'm shouting out my girl, Tanisha Malone of Pretty Gal Clothing. Tanisha has taken control of her health mentally, mentally, physically and spiritually and in the process has lost over 50 pounds go girl Now, don't get me wrong. She has always been a beautiful, talented, and kind-spirited woman. But there is definitely a shift in her language on posts where she even the more posts more reflective, intentionally positive, and thought-provoking things. And the way that she shows up online and in person has shifted. I've noticed her be intentional about what she shares and who she shares her space with. Just a few weeks ago, she posted about her experience Notice, Noting consistency is key and I needed to do this for me It was consistency in eating habits, exercise, therapy, making times for friends and family All acts of self-love that helped her reach her goal She admonished all readers to take this as a reminder to take care of yourself and put yourself first She said you need to be okay to help others be okay, okay? Tanisha, we are highlighting you for your intentional acts of wellness and self-care. You reminded us that we are our first priority. And when we put ourselves first, we can accomplish so much and look amazing doing it. If you would like to see and connect with Tanisha, check out today's Instagram post on Progress On Purpose podcast. I posted a recent picture of her as well as ways to connect and congratulate her for an amazing inspiring journey if you know someone who deserves recognition on the show dm me on instagram at progress on purpose podcast don't forget to follow first or message me on facebook at progress on purpose podcast page i would love to hear from you Pierre Lamar Johnson is a consulting executive pastor and strategist, bringing tangible solutions to invisible problems. With years in the hope business and eight years as a senior pastor of a Northern New Jersey church, he is a voice of authority on what it takes to advance great leaders, wellness centers, organizations, churches, and teams, and his insight on organizational and personal leadership helps businesses, nonprofits, and churches take their organizations to the next level. His strategic, biblical, witty, and humorous communication style will invoke your divine authenticity, challenge your thinking, and cause you to process and accelerate your entire journey. And without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Pierre Lamar Johnson. What's going on, Pierre? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose
1: podcast. What's up? Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, of course. I am so excited that you are with us today, able to join us today. And it gives me great pleasure to be able to have a platform to share all of the goodness that you bring to the table with the entire world. This is something that... Um, I'm really excited to share, and I know that after today, more and more people are going to know just how amazing you are, Whoa. and I'm sure that you're going to inspire so many people because what this is what you do on a daily basis. I love reading your posts and your um tweets and they really like pick me up give me things to think about and it just shows me how you already live intentionally you continue to do that and that's why when i thought about who to bring on for this uh season the winning season i was like oh yeah definitely pierre like i gotta get him um, no. the show. So, <laughs> seriously um and i'm really excited because we have not really connected since college like yeah it's been a minute um and i just remember when we were at college together you were always a leader always someone Mm. who was like really really radically confident about everything that you did um and so many people admired you, including myself, for the commitment um, that you had to whatever you were focused on at the time. And mm. you had the ability to like mobilize people and you know get people to follow you and believe in the things that you were talking about. And I'm sure that same skill has transferred into the work life that you, or the huh. life's work that you do and even the businesses that you have.
1: Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I I, I think it has. Um, uh, And uh, I think that whenever we go through seasons and experiences in life, and and that was my thing in college and and everything that I was and everything that I did in high school, it moved over to college and it just um, uh, got to a crazy level. Um, And it just multiplied as far as the strength and everything that I've learned and everything that I was doing. I felt like I was a a voice that God had called me to be a voice for the perceived underdog, keyword perceived. Um, uh, So with everything that I did, again, uh, as far as social activism, Um, And it it literally trained me for the next season um, and being an adult and doing the same thing and sometimes in different avenues and different arenas. So, yeah, college was one heck of an experience. Uh, But, yeah. So, uh, and again, I I, I, everything that I was able to do and um, and literally learned and was able to take into this new season of adult life. Um, uh, it, it was not by my own merit And it was not of uh, my own But literally uh, giving glory to God And it was, uh, as Jesus said It's the Father in me, He doeth the work So yeah, but it's been a good ride It's been a good ride
0: Alright, I love that Tell me a little bit more about this whole perceived underdog Because you like uh-huh. snuck that in just now Uh-huh But I know Come on that grab you could the unpack yeah. that So go ahead and talk right. to us a little bit about perception uh-huh. And that perceived underdog
1: yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing. I think that, um, I, I go all the way back to elementary school. Here I was, I was a black boy in Montclair, uh, at the time, you know, Montclair was one of the most diverse municipalities in the country was known for interracial marriage. So, uh, the, the school district, um, uh, had a, uh, a large amount of African American and minority, and, um, administrators. So they needed uh, students to represent the the district um, that looked like they were mixed. And uh, I was one of those who fit the criteria. Only thing is, I couldn't talk. Here I was. I was a little boy who was shy and who stuttered like crazy and who slurred over his words. And uh, I would be mocked and teased by uh, family members. So it caused me to, to go into the corner and hide in, in, in the corner even more. Uh, so with that, uh, the school district assumed that I would, there was something a, a little off with me. Now, uh, here I am in my 30s. I would kind of admit that there is something a little off with me, but <laughs> bless God, I'm still able to do it. But, but, but they thought that as far as my learning, that there, there were some disabilities there. Um, so they had a special teacher by the name of Marsha Haddock, who has been retired for uh, probably, I mean, geez, uh, maybe 20 years now. Uh, and She lives in Hampton, Virginia, and she would come to my classes every day. And she would come and say she would have to pull me out of the corner and she would say, come on, PJ, stop hiding in the corner, you know, come out the corner. And uh, every day and uh, years later, uh, after she had retired uh, to Hampton, Virginia, she she called my great aunt and and said, well, I'm still getting uh, the 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 New Jersey newspapers delivered to me here in Virginia. And I'm reading all about PJ and I see he done came out that corner. He's not hiding in that corner, and part of it was here. I was I was perceived to be an underdog. I was perceived to be someone who had some intellectual problems, perhaps. Um, but but God used my voice—the very thing that um, uh, uh, perhaps I was having difficulties with—with with, with my speech impediments. God would use it uh, to literally make a difference and make an impact in uh, uh, my environment locally, uh, and uh, you know across. Uh, across the nation and perhaps even um, across the the world. Um, So I think that oftentimes in life, we can view ourselves and um, society uh, because of what we go through and because of uh, certain traits or characteristics or uh, or experiences um, that we're taught. To believe that we are underdogs and, 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 that, and that certain people who have different experiences are themselves underdogs. So I think that uh, with me being that Moses who wasn't so eloquent in speech that God said that, listen, I'm going to use the thing that uh, that that supposedly disqualified you to actually speak for those who were like you. Um, to, to speak for those who are perceived to be the ones that need to be in the corner hiding, uh, the, those that are perceived to be the ones that are not qualified to stand in front of a camera or stand in front of a crowd or to grab a microphone. I'm going to give you a microphone to be the one to stand in front of a crowd and say, now give them the microphone. So that it, it, it's, it's something that I have flowed with and that. Um, uh, I, I've literally operated, um, with, uh, and through, uh, uh, in high school, um, in college, uh, post-college. Um, and I think that it, for the most part, I was Makafu, uh, Mawu, uh, uh, Africa, brother Africa all day in, in both high school and college. And, uh, it is still the case, but literally, um, uh, the, uh, the demon, uh, that I fight now, of course, is that one from the pit of hell. Uh, uh, Satan is his name. Uh, uh, he's the father of lies. So that is the one. So even when life, uh, throws people curveballs, uh, I, I, literally, uh, uh, use the word of God in the Bible to, to let others know and, and, and let those know, uh, uh, Themselves, let those perceived victims know that listen. You are not the underdog, uh, but but when you are in the problem, you are in the solution. So um, so, and and I just believe that that that, that is my call. That I am not called to to be anybody's husband, to be anybody's father, to be anybody's pastor or leader. I am called to be the authentic me that God has called me to be and and do what he calls me to do. And everything else, every other role and position in life, it's just a plus. It is just a plus. So, yeah, that voice for the perceived underdog, that's, that's who I'm is, who I'm is.
0: <laughs> I love that. And I love how you so eloquently were able to articulate, you know, who you are have been and continue to be and some questions came to mind but and and i will ask them in a second but i did want to uh just kind of unpack um something you said you said that the same thing that you were struggling with that's the thing that God used Mm -hmm. and so many times two things happen when we are you know discovering that or unpacking that learning to unpack that um, one thing is that it's our struggles that, like you said, they make us. They teach us first, right? They teach us lessons. Everything that we go through, we're supposed to learn from that. It's it's not here to break us, but it's truly here to make us. That's right. And um, once we get over that hump and we are um, in full understanding that those struggles were to make us, then we can help other people. And so many times people say... Um ugh, I'm the only one going through this, and nobody else on this like people really believe like nobody else on this earth is going through what I'm going through, hmm. but no, that's not necessarily the case. I mean people have their own individual um experiences, but in general, there are umbrellas of things that people go through and there are many people like you and like you said you're now able to help other people and and the big piece there is that god sometimes puts us through through things so that he can see whether or not we're going to be an example yeah and so i wanted to ask first of all the way you spoke i mean you just speak with so much purpose and intentionality, like, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, why you are here and what you are here to do. My question is though, um, the courage piece, like how do you get the courage or how did you muster up the courage, develop the courage to be able to um, walk in what God called you to be?
1: Yeah, you know, it it is so interesting. So uh, again, I will take you back to Edgemont Elementary School Edgemont Montessori School in Montclair, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. in the 1990s. uh, There was a woman, uh, Dr. Uh, Anderson, uh, African-American woman, and um, uh, Montclair at the time, I believe, had been chosen uh, to receive one of the of the bids uh, to represent uh, New Jersey schools, or it was given an opportunity that when companies wanted to film in schools and whatnot, Montclair Public Schools was given that opportunity. So there were always cameras. We grew up around the cameras. And again, I guess because of the way I look, they will always throw me in front of a camera. So here it is. I, they would always choose the boy who can't talk. To get up in front of cameras and, and and to be the one to have to speak and whatnot. And again, this was elementary school, and then it always continued. Here it is, fast forward some years later. I believe it was in '96. Uh, um, uh, ABC News, uh, 2020. Uh, Barbara Walters, 2020, and Hugh Downs, they came to to Montclair and uh, uh, students were interviewed and I was one of the, I believe it was uh, five or four students that were uh, chosen to be on a Friday night special on 2020 with Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs. And, uh, and here it is. They spent two days with me and a couple other students and they interviewed us and we did activities. They gave us about six pair of free shoes. And and it, it, it goes back to that, that here it is. I found the confidence when I was forced into situations that would cause me to uh, let go of fear And to be courageous, um, uh, years later, I I had to literally rehearse and practice, okay, when I get in front of crowds, when I'm having even conversations one-on-one with people, as someone who never went to speech therapy, but would stutter and slur over his words like crazy, um, uh, it is... A part of my calling that I need that I'm still going to have to get in front of crowds. I'm still going to have to communicate with people. Uh, And it can be very intimidating for me. So what do I do? One of the things I did, I had to literally view myself from the vantage point of uh, someone who was already doing what I'm doing. So, when I would grab a microphone, when I would get in front of a crowd, when I would have conversations with people one-on-one, I had to view myself as people, for example, freshman year uh, in college, I was introduced to a young senator, a young strapping black senator, uh, biracial uh, from uh, Illinois by the name of Barack Obama. Uh, Now, I didn't introduce him, I I was not introduced to him personally, but I was introduced to him when I was uh, sitting in Blanton Hall working at the front desk, and I looked in the Democratic National Convention was playing on the TV in the lobby, and I said, who is this brother? And I just loved his swag. I loved the way he was communicating with such passion, uh, such intelligence. And uh, and I, so when I would get in front of a crowd or when I would have conversations with people one-on-one, I would poise myself uh, as if I was uh, Barack Hussein Obama. So I think that recognizing that we can literally run from our calling uh, and be miserable, or we can can, can literally accept our calling, um, uh, uh, settle issues in our heart, and our mind, as far as uh, why we think we are disqualified to do it. And uh, we can settle those things and then now rehearse, uh, rehearse, learn, practice, um, uh, what can I do to get better? It's literally uh, uh, perfecting your gift. And when I say uh, perfecting, it goes back to the Bible. When the Bible says um, uh, leaving the elementary teachings of the gospel and moving into perfection, the word is not talking about being perfect, but it is speaking about uh, being. being mature, uh, being mature, because it mentions things like prayer, um, uh, in 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 repentance, and it's not saying that that you're going to get to a point where you don't have to repent and you don't have to pray. No, but you should get to the point where you don't have to live in the danger zone of where you were before, of falling back into where you were before. So that's what I mean by perfecting your gift, and that's what I had to do. I had to perfect my craft. I had to mature my gift. I had to mature my craft. I had to get in front of a mirror. Uh, with a uh, remote control in my hand in gift speeches. I had to get in front of a mirror in the bathroom with a hairbrush. And, and, and act like I was Langston Hughes, uh, and I, I would have to uh, to uh, rehearse songs uh, or, 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 or or rehearse poems. I ha- had to recite poems. I had to do that. So I think that that is where courage comes from, accepting who God called you to be, uh, settling issues in your heart and in your mind, and that's what I had to do, that I had to literally uh, take. Certain phrases and words out of my out of my experience, out of my um, uh, language, um, because uh, those things that that would keep me from walking with the courage that God had given me, those were just lies. Those things that say, "Listen, you are shy. You are uh, not qualified. Uh, no one is going to be able to learn from you. You are a stutterer. You are someone who has a horrible speech impediment. People are not going to understand you. You are not eloquent in speech. No, no, no. None of that." Is a part of the design that god created me to be uh or to have so if if i can look in the mirror and um and uh, uh see a stutterer see someone with the speech impediment see someone is disqualified. See someone who is totally shy and, and is not going to be understood when they step forward to speak. If I see that, that is simply a lie from the enemy. When I look into the mirror, I should see a reflection of Jesus Christ. In if flesh in 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 blood, uh, if flesh could not reveal who Jesus was, because when he asked the disciples, well, who do men say that I am? And they started saying, okay, well, some say that you're this prophet, and some they say that you're that prophet. But Peter said, well, listen, I I know who you are you are christ son of the living god and jesus said listen flesh did not reveal that to you so if flesh didn't reveal who jesus was it cannot reveal flesh, circumstances, uh, uh, what is perhaps around me, it cannot reveal my identity as well. When I look in the mirror, I should also see the reflection of Jesus Christ and the reflection of God. So I know who I am and I have to realize that. So knowing who you are, who God created you to be, not man, not your circumstances, but who God created me to be, that caused me to just walk in confidence that it doesn't matter what's around me, it doesn't matter what bad news is around me. What bad news has been spoken over me? The reality is, is that I've got good news on the inside of me, and that is just what the Bible says: that that the kingdom of God is within. In God's kingdom, it rules over all. So recognizing that the kingdom of God within me, it rules over speech impediments. It rules over anxiety. It rules over intimidation. It rules over shyness. It rules over low self-esteem, and it rules over anything else, any other bad news that may be around me or spoken over me. Recognizing that has constantly and and still does uh, cause me and allow me to walk in confidence in, in with, with courage, or, or as, I, uh, as I like to say it, confidence. Godfidence is full trust in full reliability in who God is and what He has said.
0: Okay, so for those of us who are like <laughs> me, who are like taking notes, and uh, Pierre, first of all, you, you just have so much wisdom and you poured out in those whatever I don't even know how long it was a couple of minutes <laughs> there was a wealth of information Glory. and one of the things I wrote down is that you are in this moment helping and anybody who listening who's listening and who listens you're helping so many people with insecurities and mm. so many times we make up um, excuses oh I can't do this because whatever I can't go back to school because I was placed in special needs classes and so I you know mm-hmm. I was told that all my life so I believe that no, you don't have to believe that. Hello, you know? and you can you can overcome whatever labels people have put on you when you learn to talk to your own self. And this goes back to self talk, which is one of the things that um what one of the tenets of this this progress on purpose podcast is mm. all about self talk and how you know what you say to yourself is really what you begin to believe. I, I always I always think about how we believe. Um, false realities about ourselves, things that people have told us, things that people, you know, have put in us that we began to believe ourselves. Um, And it could be something that was told to us, you know, at the age of eight, but it's carrying us through 18, 28, 38. And will continue if we don't, like you said, if we don't settle those issues, if we don't deal with those things that are keeping us from walking in our calling that's um, right but I did take some notes and one of the things I wrote down I just did like a little strategy um, guideline for some of the things that you said um, but you said to rehearse you know first you've rehearsed um, speaking in public even you rehearsed in private right so that when you got in public it wasn't foreign to you there's nothing wrong with rehearsing there's nothing wrong with practicing there's nothing wrong with getting it right in private so that when you go in public you you're shining and then you took on the mindset of an example like Barack Obama of all people right who (laughs) um who when so much so that when you spoke you saw him in your mind That's right. I think that's amazing that you intentionally chose someone to um, model after that had the very characteristics of what you were looking to do, and that's so true. We don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? No. We don't have to um, try to come up with something you know grandiose and new, right? And we find ourselves looking stupid, right? Hello, (laughs) right?
1: Um.
0: And then I also wrote a note, um, Lisa Nichols, who is just a profound teacher. Uh Um, I read her book abundance now, and it transformed my entire life. My thought patterns, um, the way that I see myself, the way that I see my job, like it really just transformed my entire mind. One of the things that she talked about in her book is, um, the concept of doing it afraid, like do it afraid. Yeah, there's nothing stopping like we like to we like to put limitations on ourselves when we're in when we're fearful. But there's nothing wrong with being with with doing it afraid, because yeah. as you do it, confidence or confidence will come, as you said. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so thank you for sharing those
1: I mean, you yeah. share
0: so much, like knowing who you are, telling yourself who you are, recognizing who you are, and then walking in that confidence. Like those were the notes yeah. that, I, that I captured. Yeah. I know many people who are listening are um, either driving or, you know, sometimes people are cooking and doing different things. And so um, you said so much, and I just wanted to kind of summarize um, those things so that people don't miss yeah. all of what you said.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. listen, and whether the, you are out there cooking, driving uh, uh studying or picking at your toenails at the end of the day you got to recognize who god called you to be and who you you know it's about walking your divine authenticity and even when you said the whole thing about doing it afraid yeah that is what faith is yeah. uh, you know and and, and and oftentimes we hear people say you know fake it till you make it uh-huh. no faith it faith, faith it until you make it yes. you know literally you have got uh, i think that moses was afraid when he went over to pharaoh and mm-hmm. said let my people go uh abraham may have been afraid when, when, he, when he went to go and part that Red Sea. But the reality of, of, of it is, is that just like Elijah, in the story of Elijah um, uh, um, uh, in, in 1 Kings chapter 17, the Bible uh, shows us that that here it was, he was being obedient, uh, um, and, and the brook dried up. Yeah. God told him to go over to the brook Cherith, and the brook dried up. But here's the thing, he was in a problem, he was hungry, the brook dried up. But God sent the ravens to feed a hungry man uh, uh, both day and night, that he was in the problem. The brook has dried, but God is going to send some dirty birds that eat absolutely everything to bring bread and meat to a hungry man day and night. He was in a problem, but he was also in the solution. And that's the same thing for us, that when we are in difficulties, when we uh, have those insecurities and whatnot, we are we have problems, we are in problems, but we're also in the solution. So so if we can just open up our eyes to see that, that, that there is something in our house, that there is something in our hands that will bless us, it'll move us forward, so yes, just like you said, Lisa Nichols said, you've got to do it afraid. I remember, in my, I believe it was my second uh, semester of, of, of college, or I'm sorry, it was my second year of college, and I had to take a speech class, and actually it may have even been my third. Nah, let's not I- Put, put it let, let's actually say it was second year, and I had to take a speech class. It was nothing but freshmen in the class. And um, I remember we went to the first class, we were given the syllabus by the second class. Um, and again, I was the type of student, I ain't pay attention to the syllabus. Uh, so I said, It's a second class. What, I mean, what is going to happen? Man, well, uh, to my surprise, second class, uh, he started calling names because it was a day that our first paper was due. And we were going to have to give our first speech. And it was called the speech to persuade, a persuasive speech that we had to persuade our classmates uh, to believe a certain way or to do a certain thing. And as I was listening to the professor go down the list of, of the students uh, who had to get up in front of the class and give their speech I was listening to the last names I said well surely he's not going to get to Jay today we're, we're not going to have time so I, I am in the clear well guess what he said Pierre Johnson and guess what I did I grabbed whatever paper was right in front of me on my desk, mm-hmm. and I was shaking. But guess what? It goes back to that courage. It goes back to that confidence or that confidence. I grabbed that paper, which was just a random paper. I grabbed that paper, and I went, and I stood in front of my class, and I immediately started talking. I even was occasionally looking down at that piece of paper, which was probably from another class. But I was I was, I was, faith in it. I was faith in it, uh, and uh, I was in a problem, but I was also in the solution that i had to look within it's like okay what what do i really believe well i believe that students should be involved on campus and that's what i did you know that this brother he said that he never gives and no one ever gets an a on their uh, first speech guess who got an a Mm. this stuttering little black boy this stuttering little shy black boy from montclair new jersey got an A. a little boy that got that the grace of god covered who had not looked at the syllabus and who did not know that the first speech and the first paper was due that day but i had to get up there and with courage with confidence and i had to do it afraid and then at the end of the semester this same little stuttering black boy uh was named a speaker of the semester and it blew my mind mm-hmm. so all those things should be encouraging for us and as you said you don't have to come up with the blueprint you know if you are a christian if you're a believer the blueprint. Is the Bible what God said, and we can look at stories over and over again with what God did in the lives of others. That is our blueprint. Revelation nineteen ten says that the testimony of Jesus it bears the spirit of prophecy, and we know that if we can just apply the principle that what God has done in the lives of others, He can also do it for for us. Testimony it simply means this: do it again. It carries uh, the same weight. That prophecy does. Prophecy means to foretell the future. So you mean to tell me that Michelle went through a hard time. But if I can apply the principle that what God did for her, the testimony that she has can serve as my prophetic word. Absolutely. And is, is do it again, God. So we can literally look at what has happened in the lives of others. And if we uh, have confidence enough and confidence enough, and if we have faith enough, we, we know that listen, we don't have to create it, but we can just apply the fact that the same thing can happen in my life. And again, it goes back to that is why I do what I do It's not for myself, it's not to bring attention to myself But it's literally for the glory of God And the glory of God, which is the reality of heaven Says that God can do it for others too And you are more than your circumstance You are more than the problem that you are in But you are in a problem But you're also in the solution Not only are you in the solution You yourself are the solution And your solution and your story is a solution For others who may be going through the same thing
0: So I had to interrupt our conversation to give you the pop tip of the week. You ready? Here it is. Rehearse the you you wish to be. That's right. Rehearse the you you wish to be. For the same reason that a dancer or a singer rehearses over and over until they get the perfect step or note down to a science. Rehearsing builds strength, confidence, poise, clarity, and so much more. Maybe you like to manage your time better, or you want to perfect a famous recipe in your family. Perhaps you have a vision of being in a management role at your current place of employment, and you need to develop or brush up on people skills to be more effective. There's nothing wrong with rehearsing it now. Fake it until you make it, or better yet. Faith it until you make it. We used to say that practice makes perfect, but recently I've changed it to perfect practice makes perfect. Do it right over and over until it becomes second nature for you. And before long, you will see yourself breaking out of habits that you don't like to be more like the person that you wish to be. And now back to the show. Yes. All of that. Yes. (laughs) And um, actually, not too long ago, a pastor told me that it's my testimony, my story, that's going to help so many people. And I like you just talked about that. The very thing that we have gone through in our life is the very thing that. Will help somebody else out of the situation, like you just absolutely you don't need to reinvent the will. And ironically, I got this um, posted. I got posters everywhere in my office, but one right to my left of me, dated uh, August second, twenty nineteen. I was at um, the Arise Conference um, at Change Church in Ewing, New Jersey, with Pastor Darius mm-hmm. Daniels. And um, First Lady Shamika Daniels, she held a, a women's conference every year called the Lioness Conference. And Tasha Cobbs was the speaker this year. And one one of the things she said that jumped out to me was this. She said, you have everything you need in your house to fulfill the vision. Pick That's right. it back up. That's what she said. Pick it back up. And so that just reminded me, when you were talking, it reminded me of how Everything truly, everything that we need, we already have. We already possess mm-hmm. it. We've already experienced it. We've lived it, you know. And it's that very thing that's going to promote us and propel us and help us to go to the next season of our life. And it's it's even that thing that helps us to walk in, in the lit in our uh a winning season. That's right. So I want to know what are since you uh have been doing um. The work of God. What are some doors that have been opened for you?
1: <laughs> doors that have been opened. So many doors you open. So many ways you've made. So many times you've blessed me, uh, and I just gotta say thank you, Lord. Um, I forgot who that song is by, but uh, but uh, doors that have been opened. Um, uh, well, um, I think that that the the greatest door that has been opened has literally um, just been to. To uh, father a son, to father a son, uh, that that has been the greatest door, and and it was literally walking in my divine authenticity that caused that to happen. And I say that that is the greatest door, keeping legacy in mind. Legacy is not. Uh, something that you leave to someone. Legacy is something that you leave in someone. Um, so to be able to make deposits to my son, first and foremost, has been uh, the greatest door that God allowed me to do that, that God allowed me to to really uh, train up and raise up and speak into the life uh, of a soul and uh see and recognize that um that, that that my words have power um uh so that that is the greatest one um other doors you know to pastor a church uh, to be a young i believe 23 year old uh, to pastor a church for eight years um a uh, thriving church multiple locations it, it has literally been a phenomenal door and a phenomenal blessing um, uh and then, you know door, doors have been open to do various things i think that um uh, I, I it was after uh, a tough season of tough of tough a very tough season um a uh, a difficult vulnerable devastating few years um, as far as sickness uh, a failed marriage um public scrutiny um uh, just uh, all types of trials that that literally caused for me to go into a season into a place of solitude um, where uh, god did not want this alone time with him to um, be stressful uh, but he wanted it to literally be a time to practice the pause catch my breath, come up for air, and literally survey the land of what I've gone through. And that time of practicing the pause, it, it opened up doors because I was able to see things clearly, identify the why behind the what so that the what and the how could get better. Um, and once I was able to literally look at what I had gone through, again, being a place of solitude, it was not... Uh, it was not meant for me to stay there. It was not meant for me to uh, build a house there, but just to pitch a tent. And I think that oftentimes when people go through things and when they go through transition and uh, when they go through difficult times and God calls, calls them to back away and to literally practice the pause. Uh, It is often sad when you hear of gifts and when you see people walking in their divine authenticity and then all of a sudden they completely drop off the face of the earth and you don't hear from them anymore. It is a devastating, sad thing. And sometimes it's because they get stuck in that place of solitude, a place that God literally did not want them to build the house in, but just pitch a tent. So after I was able to do that, I mean, doors began to open up and uh, again, this is someone who was spending every day laying on the floor, uh, in his office, in the dark, not wanting to talk to anyone or hear from anyone, um, but uh, but then calls started coming in and. Uh, asking me to do certain things. And I was saying no to every last one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those being uh, a call from uh, Miranda Curtis, uh, who's a well-known gospel artist and uh, and worship leader. And uh, she contacted me and it just blew my mind. And she asked me, she told me that she was going to be recording an, uh, an album and she asked me if I would get on her album and do a spoken word. And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) I'm like, are you out of your mind? Uh, You know, once again, you know, I I had taken off the old man and put on the new man, but that old man, baby boy, he tried to put on his cloak every now and then. And I think for me, being in that place of isolation, the Bible says in Revelation that we're both king and priest. Kings have subjects, which are angels, that we have the the, the right to speak the word of God and the angels do God's word, do his bidding. But then priests have access to the presence of God. And I had gotten so used to uh, being a priest, uh, being in solitude, always just reading the word of God, being by myself. Uh, spending time in worship that I forgot that I was also a king and I had to get out into the world and make things happen and make an impact and bring glory to God and and, and Bring attention to God and the reality of heaven. So I, I told her no and then uh, Some folks told me well listen you if she asks you again, you need to say yes And I was like why I was I was like I was like will it help anybody and then they were like, well Well, well will it hurt anybody and I was like all right and they said if she asks again you need to say yes and i was like well i ain't bringing it up to her very well she she texts me and she, she calls me and she asked again and i said well all right so um that album it was later uh um, became a number one billboard al- album and, and i did the did the prologue the, the opening to her single uh, open heaven and it was just a move of god um and, uh, and it was great you know and i think that, that now i just keep on seeing. Things happen and doors open and, and it's just it's just mind blowing. A post of mine even last week, just now, uh, presenting myself as an as a writer and as an author to have the DL Hughley show uh, uh, post and 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 start a conversation off of something that I had written and it went viral and it was, it's just been amazing. So, wow. um, so God just keeps on doing it, man. And I think the reason why is because. Uh, my heart is not for the notoriety, but my heart is for the hearts of others. And the heart of the matter is that it's always a matter of the heart. And because that is where my heart is and God recognizes that, he recognizes uh, humility yeah. and, he, and he is pleased and opens doors for those who don't want the show to be about them. So, and yeah. I think it's
0: also, too, that you're not afraid or ashamed to talk about the very things that you've experienced um i mean even just on this call you know that this is this has the potential to travel you know great distances and you're just as free as you want to be yeah that is amazing that is a quality that so many people aspire to be like so you're you're building confidence in us in just you know listening and um
1: i praise really God. appreciate that you know, praise, praise and you know what and if anybody whoever wants to get to that point where there are things that they have gone through that that perhaps um uh shame will try to creep in and to keep them from being honest here's the thing first and foremost again the blueprint is this romans 5 chapter 5 uh um uh, the bible says that that this hope uh, makes us not ashamed you know so having hope in God makes you not ashamed now I've been saying that for years but 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 was I still ashamed at times absolutely but this is what helps and this is what got me to the point because when you get to that point where you're no longer ashamed that you can, um, can identify the why behind the what. When you identify the why behind the what, the what and the how gets better and you no longer have to look over your shoulders and you, you, don't, you don't have to wonder about who's talking about you, what they're saying. You know, Paul said, look, after everything I did, I wronged no man, yeah. <laughs> you know? And part of that was me taking that time to to ask God and identify, okay, what's the why behind what I went through? Because if I identify the why behind uh, what I went through, then how I deal with it, what I deal with in the future, it will be better. It'll get better. And because of that, once I understood the why behind the what, it literally freed me from uh, walking in shame because I knew, wow, I had to go through this. I had to fail. I had to do these things. I had to mess up. Uh, I'm not going to blame everything on the devil cuz some of it was my fault. Mm-hmm. But I had to go through these things so I can share with other people that listen, it gets better. But you have to literally pick yourself up, brush yourself off and you got to keep on living and you got to keep on going. So, so so that is what got me to that point. So I have no choice but to share other share with other people how to get to that place because there was absolutely nothing like being free. There's mm-hmm. nothing like being free in it. If we don't do those things and if we don't live free, we're not really free. And we will quote the Bible and say, he, he who the sun set, sets free is free indeed. Actually, no, because if you're just quoting that, you're not really free. You're just a slave on the loose. You're a slave mm-hmm. on the run. But I decided that I did not want to be a slave on the run, mm-hmm. trying to, to to figure out who's talking about me, when, when, when is they gonna come get me? No, <laughs> I, I am announcing, listen, I am free and I am free indeed. That means that I can accept everything that happened to me. Yeah. I can accept everything that I've gone through, everything that I messed up with. And I, I also know this, what has happened to me, what I have caused, what I have done to myself, it's not a reflection of who I am. Uh, I am not what happened to me. I am yeah. so much more than that. And again, I am what I see in the mirror when I look at myself and what I see, I see God. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, but I, you, you, you can tell I will teach and teach and I will repeat myself over <laughs> and over again because I just want everybody to get this truth. Yes. Th- th- this is truth right here, and, and this again- is
0: how this is how we learn to walk in our winning season when we can That's be free, right.
1: when Come we can on.
0: get over or not get over, overcome because they are different. When we can yeah. overcome the very things that one have been in our minds for years that we've told ourselves were lies. When we can overcome how things in our past may have affected us, uh, have affected us. When we can overcome the, the even the issues that hey we may not be able to get. Get away from Absolutely. right when we can when we can grow from those things. It really just frees us and allows Absolutely. us to walk in the purpose that um, we were we're here to do. So wait, I had to talk about your book. You <laughs> okay. have you just released this book. Um, it's titled "Crap Lingers When You Don't Wipe." Yeah, Address, the subtitle is "Address Your Mess and uh-huh. Move On with Your Life." Now, tell us about this title and how you got here and, you know, tell us about this book. What's
1: the name? Okay, What's sure. Name first, Yeah, well, uh, well, first of all, uh, I wanted to call it Wipe Your Ass, uh, uh, but, you know, and for all those who are the deep, the deeper and the deepest and who think I'm Too cussing, I'm to not see. cussing. I'm not cussing the King James Version. Calls donkey and ass, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but but you know, uh, but yeah. So it's what, what is it about? It, it's you know, it sounds like we're talking about actually wiping your uh, hind parts, uh, but uh, but I'm actually talking about dealing with the mess of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so crap lingers when you don't wipe. You know, Paul, uh, uh, whose uh, name uh, was also Saul. Uh, He used to issue decrees to kill Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, But then uh, in one moment, everything changed, and who he was, it got washed away. And he had a moment with the Lord, and uh, and his life changed, and his mission changed, his purpose. Uh, It it, it changed, and uh, he later found himself standing in front of King Agrippa. King Agrippa came from a long line of, of just thugs, and Paul stood in front of King Agrippa, and said, uh, um, I, I know it looks like I'm by myself. He he said, he said, but the Lord has been my help even this very day. You don't see any of my old friends who used to help uh, kill Christians with me. You don't see any of my new friends because these Christians are probably afraid of me. He said. He said. So I'm I'm standing here by myself, but I'm not by myself. The Lord is my help even this very day, and even in this situation, even the in the midst of all my mess that I've experienced in life, he says, I I I. Think myself happy mm-hmm. in from the King James Version and what that means uh, he's saying he's saying I consider myself fortunate to address my issues mm-hmm. and uh, when we don't address our issues and we don't wipe our mess that does not mean it's gonna go away no it's just gonna get funkier and it's mm-hmm. good and it's just gonna linger so there was some crap in my life that I literally had to address so the book it is a, um, a book of stories um, uh, identifying who I am, who I used to be in some of the parts of me that I lost, but I had to get back. Um, uh, and, uh, and how I got to the point where I was dealing with a lot of crap and the crap didn't come via divine osmosis and, ju- and, ju- and just pop up in the sky, but it was literally some things, it, man, it was crap that had piled up and it got to the point where God said now Enough now enough, because this crap has lingered for so long. So I'm not just calling you in this season to address the crap from your 20s. I'm going to bring you all the way back down to when you were five years old. Um, And again, even the book, I don't go into every little detail because there was so much that could have been in there, but it's a book talking about the stories of my crap Uh, how i persevered how i persisted uh why it is important to uh to fight and the fact that you can recover you must recover you will recover and and things will get better and uh once you get to that point where you recognize all the crap that you have it's not a sprint but it is a marathon and that's what healing is and we all have things that we need to be healed from we all have things that we need to take into account we all have crap that we need to clean up, whether we want to admit it or not. But uh, I think in the book, you will uh, hear me uh, talk about or express the things that I've gone through, how I went through them, uh, how it almost took me out, how I bounced back and what I'm looking forward to and how I'm looking at life uh, going forward. So you will get all of my personality. You will get the pastor, uh, the preacher, uh, the teacher the prophet. You will get uh, the worshiper. You will also get the comedian who may cuss just a little bit. Um, uh, but uh, so anyway, so all that is in there. But hopefully, I think that if people literally identify the why behind the what and, and, and question um, uh, the content, the content, don't focus on the context and what the title is, but focus on the content and take their time getting through the book, I, I, I think that it, it will be a blessing to so many.
0: And I, I think this is the perfect opportunity to plug that um, season two of this show is going to be called The Journey to Wholeness. Uh-huh. And I would love to partner with you to um, offer the book at a discounted rate for our listeners where they can go on your website and order it um, with a, a special code. Absolutely. And we can study it together and use it um to you know address some of those things and learn from your experiences absolutely
1: Um, let's do it
0: yeah we definitely gonna do it so it's gonna start in january um but that's season two the journey to wholeness i would love to have you back on the show during that season so we can continue that conversation i want to know though um what are some current goals that you might be pursuing and what steps are you taking to achieve them
1: Ah, current goals. wow. This is what I think when it comes to setting goals and um, uh, uh, flowing along with 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 vision. Um, I think that we have to identify, um, you know, the dreams. That won't leave us alone, mm-hmm. and uh, the visions and the dreams that they come back to us every night. You know, there are certain dreams that people have that that are just recurring. Uh, it's the idea that won't leave you alone. It's the dream that keeps on coming back. That is the purpose for your life. So, I think for me, I in this season, I have been honing in on, in putting a spotlight on um, uh, some of those dreams, some some of those ideas that just keep on coming back. And that is how even uh, planning my church at a young age and staying there for eight years for turning it over to someone else, um, and that, 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 that's where it started. And, and I had to, I knew that I had to do it because it was that dream that kept on coming back. It was the, that idea that wouldn't leave me alone. Same thing with the book. So in this season, I am literally just taking a look at some of those dreams. I'm taking a look at some of the, the prophetic words. I am uh, remembering uh, which means to, it, it c- carries the weight of uh, reproduction. Uh, again, it goes back to bringing things together, uh, bringing things into alignment. So I'm taking a look at some of those um, dreams and some of the ideas and things that have been spoken over me, even as far as media. And and I'm taking into account that God has been whispering uh, through multiple ways that, that listen, this is, just, this is not just an idea, but this is a deposit that I've placed on the inside of you. Now I need you again to settle the issues in your heart, and I need you to recognize that this is not a youth thing, but this is a God thing, just like Jesus was a deposit that the Holy Spirit put on the inside of Mary. Same thing for our ideas, same thing for our goals and, and I, I'm not one to, you know, so oftentimes it's spoken about BHAG goals, um, uh, goals that are perhaps a uh, big, and I, I, I forgot what the whole acronym is, but uh you know, r- realistic is one of them, or I, actually, no, realistic is not in a uh, in, in, in BHAG, <laughs> but anyway, but you know, but but they, uh, it, it's, it's, it's often a smart goal. Smart, SMART goals is what goals. they say, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah, it has to be achievable and realistic. Nah, bruh. I'm not trying to, 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 to get to do a smart goal and my goals are not smart according to the acronym. I have behaG goals big, holy audacious goals Mm -hmm. i mean a a goal that is so big i have to have god's intervention and that's where i am right now that that i'm looking back at those things and a part of that is not just reaching and going for the goal because i think that that is oftentimes where people slip up you don't reach always for the prize reach for the things that are going to set you up for the prize Mm -hmm. you know not that i've already attained it not that i've already achieved it but i press towards the mark for the of the prize of the high calling i have to press towards those things that are going to set me up for the prize so that's where i am so i am just literally surveying everything once again i'm I'm going back to those ideas to those whispers again as far as media uh um as far as even church in, in 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 kingdom building you know and after being in church for so long you know i'm like that little boy who was recorded and it went viral when, when somebody gave him the microphone he stood in front of his church and said i'm tired of this I'm church and, that, and that's where i've been i'm t- I'm like Yo, I'm i'm tired of this church but god said look look the thing i've called you to the thing i've called called you to influence it's not going to wear you out it's not going to take you out sometimes you just have to go back to the drawing board so as far as that I'm just literally just going back to the drawing board and, and saying, okay, this is what I saw. This is what I saw in my spirit and having the spirit of a finisher and just walking by faith. I just know that, that I yeah, I'm just going to reach for those things that are going to set me up for the vision that God has placed in my spirit. Mm-hmm. And
0: I also, yeah. I love that you you're you're waiting on God and you're following the things that he deposits in you you said yeah. it's not just an idea but it's a deposit yeah it's a thinking about how important it is to not only listen for those deposits but sit and allow God to develop them and and you know give you the, give you more than the vision the first vision like continue to um work it in you you know just sitting in his presence listening writing it down praying about it like all those things help add to Um, the original deposit you know
1: absolutely and
0: um so that you can know what position to take or how to move forward and
1: absolutely direction
0: to reach into so that's great and oh my god pierre the way you put that
1: Praise God. And and at the end of the day, and then I promise I will shut up. At the end (laughs) of the day, even as far as goals, we want everything we do. And this is what the Bible says. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. That it's all for God. So whatever we do, even as far as our goals, we want to move forward in faith. We want to move forward by faith. Hebrews 1, or oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not yet seen. So, uh, what, with the goals that God has placed in my spirit, and those things that I want to do, guess what? I don't see it, but it's still mine. Where, it. When the, the scripture says, now faith is the substance of things. Things means word. What word spoken over my life. Now faith is the substance. It's the reality of what word uh, uh, that, that, that that I'm expecting, word that I hope for. Hope means expectation. So now faith is the reality of word that I expect. It is the evidence of word that I cannot see. So here it is. I'm holding on and I'm moving forward in faith, by faith. I'm, I'm believing that I am going to uh, see and experience uh, a, a word that I cannot see something that, that that is not in my in my sight something that is not in my view the the, uh, the amplified says. That that now faith is the title deed. When we go to a hotel or when we go certain places, there is a valet. And the valet will take the keys to your car and they will go park it somewhere and you don't know where it is. But even with my goals and, and with our goals, that we not we may not be able to see where they put our car, but guess what? The title is still in my name. So I can't see it, but it's mine. I, know I don't know not. where they put it, but it's still mine. And that's the same thing with our goals. So mm-hmm. we can set big, holy audacious goals, knowing that, listen, I may not be able to see it, but I know it's mine. So I'm going to move forward in faith. I cannot see it, but my hopeful expectation is in God alone. And that's where my hope is, not in in, in in what will try to sway me away from believing that the goal is going to happen, but I'm going to move forward in faith. and And wherever my hope is, wherever my faith is, that is where the power will be also. And I just believe God for manifestation
0: yes 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 well we are about to wrap up but there are just two things that um i would like to have you do before we do that um uh-huh. first thing is you have a pop quiz
1: oh pop quiz
0: yes so i'm gonna <laughs> ask you a couple of questions if i hope i don't you... cut <laughs> it's kidding. okay if you do it is okay if you do
1: god's um, still working on me please, michelle
0: listen me too me too okay um so the first thing that comes to mind is what I would love you to share. Um, so, in three words or less, describe growth.
1: Wow, growth. Growth is uh, pausing. Uh, growth is um, truth. Growth is growth is laughter. You know, pausing to taking moments to wait. Growth is truth, the reality and the truth of your situation, but still knowing that there is a greater reality and a greater truth that is outside of what has happened to you. The past events did indeed happen, but when we pause and embrace what has happened to us, God will show us uh, that uh the the uh the future events that will happen that is truth and then laughter we have to learn growth is learning to laugh at those things that have tried to take us out to laugh at embarrassing moments to laugh at difficult moments to smile uh bible says that laughter does like medicine and and growth for me has been those three things mm-hmm. to pause to practice the pause uh truth identify well what is the truth what, what have i truly gone through why have i gone through those things that is truth but but what, what's the best truth is what God has said about me, even in the midst of all that. And then, of course, just learning to laugh and uh, deciding that I'd rather do the laughter, which is like medicine, uh, than to have to take the medicine itself.
0: Mm-hmm. What does progress look like for you?
1: Ooh, progress for me looks like you know, Frederick Douglass said, I believe it was Fred, Freddie, Freddie, uh, with his afro. I, be- I believe that, that, that he said that where there is no struggle, there, there is no progress. Maybe that was Brother Nelson. That might have been Nelson Mandela. But anyway, one of them uh, uh, said, no, I believe it was Freddie. It's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Uh, where there is no struggle, there is no progress. Agitate, agitate, agitate. So, so I, I believe that, that progress is struggle. Progress is not always the mountain. Progress is not always climbing to the highest height. Progress is uh, a crawling one foot from one pe- pebble to another. Uh, progress is 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 making it. Uh, to another day. That is progress. Progress is waking up and being able to smile when your situation has not changed, but you're still able to wake up and smile. That is progress. Progress is getting an understanding. Progress is gaining more wisdom uh, uh, in, in actually trying. That is progress. So so for me, what has progress looked like? Progress has looked like this, getting up and trying it again, uh, getting up and not being defeated, not letting Uh, my impediments keep me back but but literally to to throw in and believe in that dunamis power that we experience in the the book of acts that has the ability to to literally uh blow up and just and just push back every impediment that is progress and whenever you are trying you are progressing so so keep on progressing keep on trying because that is progress
0: i know that's right um And one more question before we get into how people can find you. The last question is, what is one thing that people can do to live an intentional, purposeful life starting today?
1: Starting today. One thing they can do to live an intentional, purposeful life. Again, I think I I would go back to um, uh, focus less on perfection. And focus on being intentional. Um, uh, And there is nothing like having a self talk with yourself. If you want to live in your purpose, and again, I, I, I use this term, walk in your divine authenticity, which uh, Jonathan McReynolds told me to my face. He said, you are so churchy. That is so churchy. No, it is, it, is, it is true. It is not churchy. He and I disagreed on that and then I was done with the conversation. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, but 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 it, it's not churchy, Jonathan McReynolds. Uh, it, it is literally walking in the, the divine, authentic you that God has called you to walk in. And I think that part of that is that, that we, we gotta have self-talk, because yes. there's so much that that, that that speaks at us, there's so much that we can listen to, but you've gotta have self-talk, and I think that with having that self-talk, you once again have to rehearse. You have to rehearse what God has said, what God has showed you. Whenever God repeats things more than once in the Bible, it's because He's literally getting ready to manifest something, mm-hmm. and I think that the, even a prime example of that is David in Psalm 62. He said, my hopeful expectation is in God alone. He then starts talking about uh, his enemies and how the enemies want to kill him. But then he goes right back in verse five. So, uh, And he says the same thing that he said in verses one and two, my hopeful expectation is in God alone. So living intentionally and purposely, it, it's embracing your tr- truth, but having self-talk to yourself. Listen, self, you, you, bet, you bet hope in God. Self, you, bet, you bet in the midst of the fact that you have real enemies, hope in God. And I'm not going to, and this is what I say to myself during the self-talk, yes, my foot number one, my left foot foot is down in faith, that my hopeful expectation is in God alone. Somewhere in the middle, in verses three and four, I'm, I'm pointing to the reality of the fights that I'm in in life. I'm pointing to the reality that I have enemies, but I'm not going to put that right foot down in verses 3 and 4, wallowing in defeat, talking about negativity, I'm going to make sure that that other foot lands in faith as well. Back in verse 5. So verse 1, verse 5, my hopeful expectation is in God alone. And I have to have that self-talk with myself because that means that I'm going to keep on pushing, not towards something that the world has said about me or has put me in, but I'm going to keep on pushing towards those things that God has called me to. So we got to have self-talk with ourselves. And, uh, and yeah, I, 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 I think that I can do it. I, I agree, think that I one thousand
0: percent. I really do that. It's transformational when you start to yeah. talk to yourself in a positive way.
1: Absolutely, Pierre.
0: How can people find out more about your business and how can they connect with you? Where can we find you on social media? Ooh. Where can we uh-huh. find you on your websites? How can we get your book? Like, give us all of that yeah. good
1: information. All right, listen. Social media on uh, Twitter, Twitter, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. It is Pierre Lamar J. P. I. E. R. R. E. L. A. M. A. R. J. Pierre Lamar J. On Facebook social media, uh, in Twitter, Instagram, and then also actually on YouTube. I I get on YouTube um, about twice a week, and I do on Mondays, I do a reset to to start your week, and on Thursday, because that's when my work week ends, uh, I do a reflect where I uh, reflect on my week, and and that is YouTube.com forward slash Pierre Lamar J. My website, PierreLamar.com. Uh, and uh, you can find the book on Amazon. Crap lingers when you don't wipe. You can also find it. On BarnesandNoble.com and in a bunch of places. If you search for it, some other places may come up. But uh, or yeah, and you can also get the book on my website too, PierreLamar.com. And uh, and every now and then, pay attention. Every now and then, we do a little uh, 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 deal there. Well, it's not really a deal, but but I, but I guess because so people always want to wait for their book to get signed. But every now and then, we're doing something where it, you can pay for it via Cash App, and I will actually send it to you myself with a personalized message for you so yeah holler at your boy praise god and
0: and you also have a business um rex Rexel,
1: right? Yeah, so yeah. Can you
0: just share a little bit?
1: Sure, absolutely. So Rexel, so spending so, listen, I, I was born in the church house, grew up in the church house. I'll be at the church house every day after school. Uh, I, I I lived in the church house. Uh, and now that God has transitioned me out of senior leadership as far as being a pastor, mm-hmm. there are so many things that I think complicate church um, across the board. So now uh, my my goal and what, and what my uh, business does is, um, that we literally help churches, we help nonprofits uh, get the best results. That we are uh, spirit-led but systems-driven, uh, and everything I do is all about systems. Every organization, every group, uh, everyone has systems, but sometimes they are failed systems, and sometimes they are good systems. Uh, but but literally, again, the number one thing is being led by the Holy Spirit, and the anointing makes a difference, and the anointing will 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 literally cause you to to uh, to to go through armies and leap over walls. So we just help churches and pastors uh, um, uh, get to the next level in um, faith-based nonprofits. And we just do so many things as far as uh, social media, branding, and we, and we also do it uh, for uh, uh personal uh, use as well so if people want to walk in their divine authenticity and if they are looking to rebrand themselves we have people who went to school for this and not only do they go to school for it, but they are anointed
0: and they do tri- a phenomenal who... job well praise every god every time i praise see you god. show up and the people that you work with show up on social media or anywhere it always looks so good so praise clean. god well Some that is the amazing point amazing team
1: that is the point. Well, thank you so much. So, if anybody needs anybody to help get your business to the next level, yeah. uh, uh, all your social media needs, and just branding and in and, in uh, and systems and operations, uh, yeah, Rexel, Rexel Leaders, it is the place.
0: Well, guys, I hope you have a whole stack of napkins because that was a meal <laughs> today. Like, thank you so much, Pierre, for
1: sharing. You got it. Word. Thank you for having it's
0: me. Encouraging, for inspiring, for teaching. Um and uh most importantly you help you're helping us to understand how our struggles and the things that we experience are those very things that make us um we appreciate you so much on the show. I definitely would love to have you back again for season two. Um so we'll stay connected there. But guys, that is all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please be sure to uh follow Pierre on social media i will link all of that information below in the show notes pierre thank you so much
1: thank you for having me you got it anytime
0: of course all right you heard it first i hope that you enjoyed this episode please continue to rate listen subscribe Follow us on Progress on Purpose podcast on all social media platforms. We would love to stay connected with you. Until next time, keep living intentionally. Take care.